Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution creators of Fuse. Fuse is the insurance marketing software that skyrockets retention, boosts policy per customer, and makes your clients love your agency. What else are you looking for? Without you having to hire more staff programmers or technologists, if you haven't done it lately, Uh, And I mean this part seriously, if you did it before and you haven't done it lately, you should see what's up now because things keep changing. Visit agencyrevolution.com and request a demo of the software agents and brokers are raving about today. So again, I want to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast, where I see it as my job to connect with the people who are helping to change, reshape, and lead the industry into the future and to discern and dissect the information you need to thrive in that future. In this case, the person I'm connecting with is me. This is a solo, a rare, but one of occasional solo podcast presentations where the presenter is Michael Jans. Uh, In this podcast, I share as we are now entering into a new year, I share seven predictions about insurance marketing for 2022. Seven predictions about agency growth. So if that gets your juices going, without further ado, it's my privilege to introduce you to this podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Jans. And it seemed appropriate that as we're approaching or now engaged in a new year that Um, I know that this is an audience that cares about organic growth and marketing and having um, perhaps your best year ever. So I thought I'd share some predictions. Now, I also realized that the business of making predictions is the business of a fool. Uh, So (laughs) allow me to put this into perspective. First of all, how is it that um, I'm even in a position to make predictions about the direction of insurance marketing? Well, This is what I've been doing for 25 or 30 years. Um, And as you're aware, I have quite the advisory board. Um, I've interviewed over, well over now, um, 200 of the top movers and shakers in the industry, the top marketers, the top thought leaders, the top CEOs. Um, And so um, it is, in fact, part of my job to know the direction that the industry is going. And then, of course, I also am deeply embedded in the marketing community. Um, And then I think perhaps the best test of all is that um, I see what works with my own clients. And so, hence, uh, I'll share from that perspective where I see marketing going in the independent insurance agency sector. Uh, I'll also say that most of these predictions are relatively safe. These are not predictions like I'm saying that, uh, for example, oh, a certain stock is going to you know double by the end of the year. I'm I'm not going that direction. Um, these, uh, when I say that they're relatively safe, I kind of took the easy way out. Um, these are trends 
that are relatively easy to see if you're in my position and you if, if you're in my position advising people on organic growth and insurance marketing day after day after day, it's not hard to see the direction that major trends are going. So I don't think I'm taking um, too much of a, a re- I don't think that a year from now we'll look back and say, oh, gosh, I was way off on five of seven of these. I think that uh, these are trains that are moving. And I'm simply watching them and I'm going to call them out to you. So I'm going to share with you uh, seven predictions about organic growth and insurance marketing for the independent insurance agency system. And um, with each one of these, I will also um, ask you one question about your agency. So the seven predictions um, are, and I will, I'll spend a f- a, a little bit explaining each one, the value factor, the engineering factor, the technology factor, the content marketing factor, the MCLV, maximum customer lifetime value factor, the thought leadership factor, the specialization factor, and then I've got a bonus at the end. Okay, so actually you have eight predictions. Uh, my first one, the value factor. My premise or prediction is that agencies will fight to create more value at the retail level. I recall uh, conversations I had with Sam Friedman at Deloitte some years ago and a terrific report that he published where he indicated that this is years ago. um, 60 percent of small business owners do not believe that their agent delivers any value besides shopping for a policy. Um, And I I think we can. I think we can agree that if that's all we're doing and merely functioning as a pass-through, then uh, it's very easy to compete against that kind of an agency. It's very easy for that kind of an agency to get commoditized. I recall a conversation I had uh, with Umberto Fidelli some years ago. I uh, asked him to speak at one of my boot camps. So we had three, 400 people at that agencies at that boot camp. And um, uh, the uh, a key axiom, axiom that uh, Umberto shared. Uh, now, Umberto, at that point, um, owned what I believe was arguably the fastest growing single owner agency in the United States. Started from scratch. Uh, at this point, he had 150 people or so um, on his team, and the revenue per employee was... Um, admirable. And essentially what he said was, um, uh, and again, this goes back years, he had this insight uh, that the agency of the future will not look much like an insurance agency. And that was his advice. Don't just look like an insurance agency. And my model, the um, five levels of the modern insurance agency, that level five really doesn't look much like an insurance agency. It really is geared toward Uh, delivering an outstanding experience and delivering remarkable value to the consumer. So uh, relatively easy prediction uh, that the agencies who will thrive will uh, look within the agency itself uh, beyond merely looking at the product or the carrier that represents. It'll look within the agency and design a a series of processes and systems that deliver ongoing value to the marketplace and to the customer um, in such a way that really becomes very hard to compete with. So that's my first prediction. 
And, um, and my question for your agency regarding this really is a question raised by um, the, uh, uh, somebody that I think a lot of us would consider to be a very esteemed strategist, Cynthia Montgomery, who asks, uh, does your business matter? And so I ask you, in the context of this factor value, does your agency matter if it went away? Would it be more than an inconvenience for your customers um, or would it be a tremendous loss? Would they lose tremendous perceived value? So that's number one. Number two, um, for want of a better word, I call this the engineering factor. Uh, so allow me to put this into perspective. I think um, one of the things that we saw in the previous generation was that as agencies consolidated, um, merged and acquired each other, and we went from in the 70s and 80s, 80,000 agencies to the late 80s and the 90s, about 40,000 agencies, one of the things um, that we saw was that the, the agencies that thrived really did create efficient internal systems and we reached a peak of excellence. And so agencies went from being agents to being the good ones, really well-run businesses. Um, agencies who want to exceed the average, fairly paltry um, industry growth rate, usually year by year floats somewhere around four to five percent. Uh, we'll add one more system beyond the systems that we created back in the 80s and the 90s, you know, decent human resource systems, really good customer service uh, systems, really good ways to respond to customers, uh, good ways to um, with agency management systems, etc., to uh, manage policies. Uh, the agency that wants to thrive will design or engineer organic growth systems. And they will do that by recognizing the four elements of the insurance marketing process, attracting prospects into your marketing funnel, converting high quality prospects into customers, optimizing those relationships as richly and deeply as possible, and the fourth system, retaining them um, as long as you possibly can. So um, prediction number two is that smart agencies will um, and smart agency principals will do more to design, engineer, and refine their organic growth system. So my question for you for this year is, have you engineered your organic growth systems for your agency? Are you committed to that? Is that something that you're serious about? Will you be measuring the performance of your attract, convert, optimize, and retain systems? So that's number two engineering organic growth systems. Number three, the tech factor or the technology factors. My premise here is that early adopters will, um, will continue to test new tech um, and the early majority will make old tech standard. The savvy agency will find their sweet spot in relationship to the world of technology, but will also recognize that billions of dollars are being invested into insure tech um, and into horizontal marketing technologies, and that some of those tools will be game changers. And of course, some of those tools will not be game changers. I'll remind you, 80% or more of technology companies don't succeed. And so uh, my premise here is that the, uh, the savvy 
insurance agency principle, we'll have um, internal systems that allow them to be serious and mature about their relationship with technology so that they'll be able to scan the landscape of technologies that are emerging and available and becoming available and have been available. They'll have internal systems that allow them to evaluate them, um, to categorize them, to determine whether or not they're appropriate for their agency, and they'll act on that within their own sweet spot. They don't necessarily need to be early adopters, but they need to be uh, responsible, vigilant, and mature about the way that they do adopt uh, and when they adopt technology. So um, my question in regard to that prediction is, does your agency have a buying practice for technology for the agency? The fourth prediction um, has directly to do with marketing, and this is the content marketing factor. Uh, my prediction is that marketing, um, content marketing, will more and more become the standard for industry leaders. Uh, why? Because it works. And if we, uh, for those of you who keep your eye on the marketing world, uh, the trends in marketing, you know that this is the direction that um, many, many industries have successfully gone for, um, for quite a few years. Um, and so uh, we do that because it works. And uh, we also do that because the internet made it so easy, whereas content marketing is, is not new. It's been around for well over 100 years. Uh, I will, from time to time, tell the story of uh, my own introduction to content marketing. And this does go back about 30 years. Um, I, was, uh, I was introduced to some um, very high-level savvy marketers. Um, and, uh, and so I had an opportunity to test what they were, um, what they were preaching. Um, and so this is when I was running an insurance agency and my carrier at that point um, offered to send us 3000 postcards for free. We could mail them out for free. So if I paid the postage and I, and I did mail them out, I was skeptical as to whether or not they'd get results. And in fact, they got no leads at all. I sent out 3000 postcards. I got no leads at all. Um, and so I saw this as an opportunity to test my introduction to content marketing about 30 years ago. And so I I just uh, did some research on errors and emissions from my carrier and from competing carriers. I was offering e and insurance and um, compiled that into a booklet designed, uh, um, organized into a few different little sections. And so I sent out my own postcard. It was a four panel postcard. It was perforated so the recipient could um, rip it at the perforation and I'd pay the postage and it would come back to me and they would become a lead. I got 118 leads. It was a copy intensive on all the sides that were available for content, uh, jammed with small fonts, um, offering the features of my little booklet. And I got 118 leads and we turned that into 37 customers. That was my introduction of content marketing. So it's not that it's new. Uh, but if you do Google it, you'll discover that it was around 2009, maybe 2010, where people started to Google it. And then, of course, it just took off from there. Um, and so the premise behind content marketing is that you're communicating something of value to the marketplace. You're probably arranging it on a, in a marketing funnel. So there are certain things that are appropriate at the top of the funnel, certain things that are appropriate at the middle and at the bottom of the funnel, 
Um, I'm not here to give a, a full workshop on it. Uh, but the elements of it are really fairly simple. You want to attract the attention of the marketplace by saying something that's uh, of genuine value. Um, and the elements of it are easier and easier to uh, install than ever before because the technologies that are used to build content marketing, they're popular and they're popular because they're easy. So it really doesn't take a rocket scientist. It just takes a little bit of um, time and, and attention on your part to learn the fundamental principles of content marketing. And so uh, at some point, rather than uh, merely being the recipient of content marketing, you can be a practitioner of it. Um, and in every single way, um, feel good about it because of the uh, because you can deliver it with zero tricks. This is the sort of the beauty of content marketing. I think marketing, to a large extent, does get a bad rap. People think that it is, um, oh, um, that it's full of tricks. With content marketing, it's not. It's about delivering real content that's of real value to real people at the right time. So. There are certain fundamental Legos that you can um, uh, connect to each other, lead magnets, funnels, uh, landing pages, automatic uh, email follow-ups, um, uh, calendar appointment setters. I mean, the, these, are, these are things that you're probably well exposed to and you could put them to work for yourself. So uh, my question is, are you delivering ongoing value to your market? such that they are predisposed to trust you and to do business with you. That's the promise of content marketing. And I see more and more agents moving in that direction. Uh, and of course, if you've been listening to this podcast series, you've heard, you've heard me interview um, some agents who have been extremely successful achieving 30% growth or more in the niche of their choice using content marketing. So that's prediction number four. Prediction number five. The MCLV factor, fast growth agents will make MCLV core to their strategy. Uh, by MCLV, I mean maximum customer lifetime value. I've spent a great deal of my career uh, helping agencies uh, generate leads, but I've also spent a lot of my career arguing with my own clients uh, that what they most need right now is not leads. What they need are systems that generate maximum customer lifetime value. And then when they've got those systems, then we can go out and get leads because we're going to get the most possible value out of those leads. So uh, this, is a, this is a strategic issue for the serious insurepreneur. Um, and it does require fighting the temptation to think that more leads are going to solve all your problems when, in fact, a lot of problems can be solved and, um, with, uh, with internal systems that generate maximum customer lifetime value by optimizing those relationships, making them as rich and deep as possible, um, delivering ongoing value, all of the things that we've talked about before, delivering value and, and, and delivering content that's of real value and focusing on the depth of the relationship. Years ago, one of my early mentors, Dan Kennedy, uh, taught me a maximum that um, has stuck with me for years and years, which is the purpose of a customer is not to make a sale. The purpose of the sale is to make a customer. So my question for you is, is your agency geared toward creating depth of relationship with the reward that that delivers? Loyalty delivers rewards, uh, well proven in Bain's research on the insurance consumer. Prediction number six, 
the thought leadership factor. And my prediction is that the fastest growing agencies in North America will own the market of their choice with thought leadership or thought leadership marketing. Uh, if you've been in the industry for a while or, you know, you probably know this right now um, that um, in, if you're having a conversation with a client, if you can um, guide and lead that client with your expertise and your authority, and, to, and you could do that with integrity, they will respect you and they will follow you. Well, uh, thought leadership allows, to do, allows us to do that not one-on-one, but one-on-infinite, one-on-many, one, on infinite, one, on many, one uh, uh, spread throughout uh, the entirety of your marketplace because... Well, the internet has made everybody a publisher, and so now you can be you can be such that you're communicating genuine thought leadership to your marketplace, such that uh, at the first point of contact, they acknowledge you, they pay attention to you, and they respect you because of the expertise that you're sharing, uh, and they trust you because you're sharing it freely. So, to some extent, you know, we've we've so often we so often hear in this industry uh, that the agency channel has um, a unique strength above every other delivery system for insurance. And that is that we've got expertise that we can share with our customers and expertise that we can share with the marketplace. Well, uh, what Thought Leadership asks us to do is to share that uh, not merely one client at a time, but to share it freely and openly. And when we do that, what we discover is that people pay attention to that. People respect that and people will follow that. People do follow thought leaders. And um, as LinkedIn and Edelman's research has proven, um, the recipients of thought leaders are more predisposed to pay attention to them, more predisposed to buy from them. They're predisposed to buy more from them. They're predisposed to uh, recommend them. They're actually predisposed to spend more for the same product with them. So uh, particularly um, in this industry where we sell an intangible, it totally completely makes sense because they, they don't look at the product and in some ways they sort of resist this product. But there are um, deeply uh, embedded psychological and emotional needs that people have in regards to insurance. They want protection. They want security. They want, they want their life to be taken care of. They don't want claims and the tragedies that go along with that. And so th- they are quite attuned um, to following people who can demonstrate their expertise and are willing to share that. So my question is, uh, in regards to this prediction is, are you prepared to command the market of your choice with integrity, loyalty, and authority? Prediction number seven, not the last one, because I have a bonus prediction. <laughs> prediction number seven, the specialization factor. Um, agencies will find the big money in specialization. You may recall a conversation I had with my uh, former mastermind uh, member, Mark Peterson, in this series um, some weeks ago, um, in which he said, and I am quoting, the riches are in the niches. Everyone knows that. Embrace it. Start creating content, whether that's video or written, and try to really target in on that specific audience. What I thought was so profound about Mark's 
statement was where he simply said, everyone knows that. Um, indeed, I mean, there, certainly there can be outliers who, uh, it, um, who grow very quickly, who don't specialize, but um, it's, really, uh, it's really hard to argue against both the internal and the external uh, efficiencies of uh, specialization. So um, the internal advantages um, are, are, are that your system internally, your, uh, the people and the processes and the technologies, um, when exposed to the same category, class, or kind of client over and over and over again, uh, can, you, you can, this allows you to really develop talent and develop expertise and develop efficient systems that, uh, that really produce excellent results like a factory over and over and over again, constantly doing the same thing, but doing it better and better. The external efficiencies from a marketer's point of view are remarkable because marketing happens when you make contact with the marketplace. Well, one, your ability to reach a um, niche or identified market is, 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 is 10x um, more effective than if you're a generalist. Um, and, and for most agencies, you can't compete against the big players who are generalists. Um, and then um, uh, secondarily, and this is not, not only can you reach them, <laughs> But this is where it's really critical from a marketing point of view. If, if you're reaching um, a group of people who have uh, similar needs and similar problems, you've actually got something to say. And so the advantages of specialization are, well, I, I really think they're almost uh, self-evident. And if we, and I'm, by the way, this is not, I'm, I'm not merely speaking to pers- uh, commercial lines agencies, which is often what we tend to think of with specialization. Uh, I also, uh, I interviewed uh, a client who's, um, this is a two, three months ago, Max, um, that uh, has grown from one and a half to a hundred million dollars in personal lines, really personal lines only. Why? Because they specialize. They know exactly who their client base is and um, have identified a persona that um, clarifies the characteristics and the needs and the problems and the goals and the hopes and the dreams of that client base. And they have grown to absolutely dominate that market. So commercial lines, personal lines, uh, there are advantages to specialization. Ultimately, uh, my challenge is, is that whatever you do, that you you own the strategic decision that you make as an agency about your specialization. So my question in regards to this prediction is, have you made strategic decisions about market selection? Um, Strategy comes before tactics. So make your strategic decisions and and make them wisely. Spend the time with them. Um, And that gets to the bonus the marketer factor. And this is my bonus prediction is more fast growth agencies will recruit and hire marketers. Uh, again, I'm making a series of predictions that I think are relatively safe. Okay. When you see a train moving in a certain direction, it's pretty easy to say that it's going to keep going in that direction. Um, I think 
at this point, it's safe to say that this is easily the fastest growing new position in the insurance agency sector. Um, and we've seen proof of it. So I've interviewed um, the um, people at Safeco and Liberty about their annual survey. Um, I think I've had that interview probably three times over the last close to five years. And um, in each of the interviews, one of the things that they confirmed was that their fastest growing tier of agencies, uh, Safeco and Liberty. So I'm thinking 13 to 33% is where that, that's the annual growth of that fast tier. Um, that uh, from, from within that fast tier, uh, more and more of them are hiring marketers. Why? Because th there's certain elements of marketing that, um, that you're probably not simply not going to get around to. Um, this doesn't mean that, I'll spend a moment on this. It doesn't mean that they have um, abdicated all marketing to one person, and it, uh, but it does mean that they have delegated critical elements, uh, usually of marketing execution, to somebody, or in some cases, to more than one person. Uh, they may also, depending on the skill level of the marketer, which is a separate issue, may engage that marketer in strategic discussions and, and strategic decisions. But uh, ultimately, the common factor is that uh, in addition to producers and customer service reps and the administrative staff, like accounting and reception, uh, more and more agencies um, have recognized that if they reach out to the marketplace, perhaps deliver some value, make themselves attractive to the marketplace, allow them to get into the funnel, that they're going to grow. And so um, it seems to have been proven to be true. And that's not much of a, that's not a, a very radical uh, conclusion. It seems to be proven to be true that uh, marketing works and fast growth agencies tend to lean in that direction and they prove it by making an investment in order to make that happen. So my question in that regard is, has your agency invested in the skills that accelerate growth? So that's a, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm making that question intentionally broad um, because uh, with the other observation that I've made about fast growth agencies is that uh, it's not just that they say, oh, let's hire a marketer, boom, bring them in, do your thing. Oh, let's buy a technology, bring them in, you know, let it do its thing. Uh, that the agency principal really has uh, um, deliberately and strategically chosen to add some of the capabilities and the understanding of the principles of marketing uh, themselves. And so they're not abdicating, they're really owning, uh, understanding, being responsible about it, and uh, when appropriate, delegating certain elements of the execution of it. So um, those are my seven predictions. Um, I don't think that they're radical. If you have questions about them, then uh, f uh, you, can, you can, if you want to learn more, uh, or if you violently disagree with me, um, feel free to reach out. You can reach me on LinkedIn, um, or you can email me at michael at michaeljans.com. Uh, let me let me summarize. Let me just zip through the seven questions, and you can, as I do this, uh, reflect on these. And then again, if you care to, uh, reach out to me. Um, question number one: 
is, uh, does your agency matter? Have you, have you added, have you made a, such a commitment to adding value to the customer that your agency genuinely matters and is substantially measurably different than the other agencies that com- you compete with? That's the value factor. The engineering factor, have you engineered your organic growth systems? And generally, um, I strongly recommend four systems, systems to attract, systems to convert, systems to optimize, and systems to retain. Number three, the tech factor. Early adopters will um, test new tech and early majority will make old tech standard. The savvy um, agency principle will create systems. Uh, that allow them to be responsible about tech. So the question is, do you have a buying practice for tech for your agency? Number four is the content marketing factor. The question is, are you delivering ongoing value to your market such that they're predisposed to trust you and do business with you? Number five, maximum customer lifetime value. Is your agency geared toward creating depth of relationship with the rewards that it delivers so that you enjoy the rewards that loyalty delivers? Number six, Thought leadership, Uh, are you prepared to command the market of your choice with integrity, loyalty, and authority with thought leadership? Number seven, specialization. Have you made strategic decisions about market selection? And question number eight, having to do with the marketer, is has your agency or have you invested in the skills and the talent that accelerates growth? So, Boom. Wishing you all a terrific 2022. Uh, We have a lot of uh, really exciting guests lined up for this year. And if I can help, feel free to reach out to me uh, on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find. Or email michael at michaeljans.com. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.